Talia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and I'm daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Good Luck Charlie podcast or welcome if you're new and this is your first time. I'm Talia as the intro a little bit said and I am just really passionate about helping people work out what they want to do because I know that there are so many of us who are sitting wherever we are in our lives right now thinking what in the world am I going to do next? What in the world is my purpose? What am I supposed to do on this earth? And all of those really big kind of yucky questions to have to ask yourself and to sit with. And the struggle is very real when you have no idea what your next step and your next path looks like. So I hope this episode can help some of those people that are maybe interested in engineering and help answer some of their questions so that they can gain a little bit more clarity about what the next step and what their next path looks like. So yes, as you can tell by the title, this episode I'm interviewing a wonderful friend and also my cousin's partner about her job as a engineer. And I have always looked up to her and I think she's so cool and inspiring. So I'm very excited for you all to hear her story and hear her passion and love for the job that she has, as well as answering your questions around what does it look like to be an engineer? What is it actually like outside of uni? How much programming skills do I need to know? Things like that. But we also delve into a little bit the process and the application process and the benefits to internships as well as different ways that you should go about job hunting because the field of engineering is so broad it can be hard to know how you want to narrow down and how you want to get specific so if you're interested in engineering this is the perfect one for you just to know well what area what field should I go into what are the different pros and cons of each do I need to know programming if yes how can I best prepare myself as I go into that in university All of those sorts of questions are answered today, so I really hope this helps you. If engineering is not something that's down your alley, you should definitely send this to a friend or someone that you know who is interested in engineering, regardless of whether they're studying or in high school. I think this is the perfect episode for them, and there'll be some great advice and things to learn for whatever stage of life they are on their engineering journey, or even just someone who you know who you think could be a good engineer. You should definitely go send it to them. So without much more, I'm just going to jump straight into the interview. Thank you so much again to Hannah, and I hope you all enjoy and that it helps answer some of your questions. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Talia. Hey, Hannah. Hey, hi, hi, hi. Well, yes, thank you so much for being willing to talk today. I'm excited. Oh, that's all right. I was looking forward to it. I'm keen. A little bit nervous, but we'll see. (laughs) You do not need to be nervous. So yes, but to begin, if you could describe your current job, just basically, Firstly, say, so how would you describe it to an eight-year-old? Just really simple. And then how would you describe it to someone your own age or someone who understands a little bit more about how the world works? Okay. So basically the job I have is um, I work as an electrical engineer and that involves um, helping my, my workplace produces uh, disease diagnostic tests. So I help in producing that, that test. I'm one small player in getting that test out. Yeah. Very cool. And you'd probably describe it similarly to someone your own age. Uh, well, would I you say? someone my own age, I would say I'm involved in the, in the quality control process. So there's a lot uh-huh. of tests that we have to do to make sure that each of these um, disease diagnostic test kits are going to be good once we sell them. So... Uh, yeah, I help him in, in that process. So making sure that what we've made is going to be 
um, of the highest standard and, and perform how we expect it to. One of the most, well, I was going to say one of the most important roles, but I know you would respond with everything's important and that. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but, yeah, literally every stage along the way is just as important. So it's cool to be part of, of a process that, you know, there's a lot of work that happens before my job and a lot of work that happens after. So I'm just, you know, in the middle doing my bit. Yeah, that is quite cool. Very interesting. I can imagine it's a huge role and it would be fascinating the more and more you get to learn about every step on either side and see the whole process through to the finish. But before we talk more about your current job, I always find it really interesting to find out how people ended up where they are today because everyone's path and journey looks a little bit different. So if you could just talk us through from when you graduated high school to where you are now in your current job. Yeah, sure. So I guess um, in my last few years of school, I was really enjoying um, maths and, and physics. So I was looking at a few different options for, for uni degrees and I decided to apply for um, an electrical engineering position. Yeah. And it's offered at UQ as a dual major. It's electrical and biomedical engineering. And I liked um, biology and medicine and that sort of thing. So it, it made sense for me. So I applied for that at the end of year 12. And I always had the plan of not going straight into that. So I took a gap year Mm -hmm. um, straight off to year 12. And I spent it um, working a lot um, back home and saving up a bit of money. But I also got the opportunity to go um, overseas to Canada where I worked in a, uh, yeah, I worked in a summer camp for three months as like a camp counselor or activity leader. Um, sort of role over there and that was that was an awesome awesome three months and I also did some travel um, in the states and in Canada during that time so it was it was pretty cool um, yeah to experience something very new and it was, yeah, it was very amazing. exciting. Did you ever regret taking a gap year or feel a little bit later when you went to university or you were so glad you did it and it was definitely the right thing for you to give your brain a bit of a break before diving into the next few years of more strenuous study? I think it was definitely the right move for me. Like, as you said, it gave me a bit of a break because, um, yeah, I studied a lot in, in grade 12 particularly, so it was good to just have a rest from um, from the study and, and it can be stressful as well. So it was a pretty stress-free gap year after a stressful um, school year, which was good for me. But um, there's definitely pros and cons and sometimes it was hard um, because, you know, a lot of my friends moved um, moved to Brisbane and started uni and they all did that a year before me. Yeah. So I was I was left in uh, back in Gympie where I grew up and a lot of my friends were at uni in Brisbane already and that was a bit tough. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was fortunate in that, you know, I still maintain those friendships and mm-hmm. um, once I moved to Brisbane in a year's time, I got to got to join that group again, which, which yeah. was really cool as well. Amazing. So you came back home after being a camp counsellor and and you would have had so much fun playing games and getting along with them all. And then you came back home and started this double degree. And how was that experience? Yeah, so for me, it meant um, moving to the city. So I had to move to Brisbane, which was... Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a, a bit of a change. I think the most annoying thing that I found uh, when I, once I moved to Brisbane is you have to pay for parking literally yeah. everywhere. Um, in Gympie, you, you, yeah, there's literally nowhere to pay for parking, and I love it so much. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few changes. Um, driving around the city is super different, so I wasn't really used to that. And um, uni itself, of course, was like a, a big a big um, eye opener. It was 
was um yeah a bit daunting when when you first started a really big uni as well because I was at yeah. I was at UQ and it's quite a big campus and there's a lot going on and and you don't know anyone when you first start but um yeah gradually through first year I um, made a lot of friends in in my degree and also had had friends from school doing other degrees so I got to keep those friendships and yeah. um yeah you, you quickly learn it's, it's a pretty cool place uni um do a lot of learning but there's also just a lot of fun that happens at on campus at, at a uni as well so that, that's pretty cool that is really cool but if you were to go back and do that first year again is there something that you would wish you had known that would have made the transition a little bit easier or you think you kind of just have to live and learn on the fly yeah, there's definitely you, you can't really be fully prepared yeah. for for the jump into uni. So there's definitely a lot of learning as you go. But um, something I wish um, someone had told me, I think I was too focused on the academic side, particularly mm-hmm. in first year, and I I gave up a lot of other things. So I, I used to play a lot of sport, and in first year of uni, I I sort of thought to myself, I you know I'm not going to have time. I'm just gonna just gonna not do sport. I'll focus on uni this year. And I really wish I hadn't have done that, you know, because it's really good to have a a balance um, with hobbies and and sport and, yeah, all sorts of different things is important to keep up as well as your your academic side of uni. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I wish I had have known. And I learnt it soon after. I went back to playing soccer in second year and I I, Mm. um, played it since since then. So I had a lot of fun um, with sport alongside uni. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good balance thing. That's good. I, well, I feel like balance is the hardest word ever. I'm, <laughs> I'm, that's what I've been thinking on and focusing on all year. And I'm like, I am sick of this word because it just, I feel like no matter how much effort you put into trying to find balance, you always still have to be consciously making that effort to find balance. But it's probably worth the effort. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's not easy. And it took me multiple years yeah. of uni. I probably didn't even get it right at the very end. But uh, I, I certainly got better at balance and, um, yeah, remembering to to do things outside of uni is pretty important. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Something that stuck out to me before that I was curious by is why did the degree have to be a double at UQ? What do you think is their reasoning behind the electrical and biomedical engineering? Yeah, so it's a, a dual major, which means it's it's still only four years of uni, so it's yeah. like your normal bachelor um, length, but it's got two majors, and that essentially means that all of my courses were focused on electrical engineering but my um, electives were all selected for me and they were the biomedical engineering Uh, electives Um, and the reason they do that is because um, there's a lot of different um, sort of areas in biomedical engineering but UQ has a real focus on medical imaging um, and medical devices and they're both rooted in um, in electrical engineering um, sort of uh, sort of things so yeah. it makes sense for the degree that, that UQ offers you can certainly do um, slightly different medical engineering degrees even in in Brisbane um, QUT offers one that's very mechanical um, mm-hmm. focused uh, but UQ just has an electrical sort of focus that's interesting and do you think if someone was just originally thinking of doing electrical engineering at any university around the world do you think it would be beneficial to combine it with a biomedical or another type, or if they want to do the engineering, just stick electrical, just stick to that, sorry. Yeah, I have some friends who uh, were just planning on doing electrical engineering and then um, picked up some electives that were actually biomedical engineering electives and then just decided, oh, I'm just going to add this as another major to my degree. And I don't think there's any harm in doing that. Like, it just gives you something, um, 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's something interesting on the side, kind of, mm. and whether or not you use it in your career, like whether you end up in a, a medical sort of field like I have at the moment or, or whether you just go into straight, you know, electrical, maybe like power or something. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You've still done something interesting at uni and you can put it on your, well, yeah, you get it as a degree at the end. Yeah. So I'd say there's, there's no harm in branching out and doing a dual major. Um, it's still always going to be, you're still always going to get that electrical um, part as well. Mm-hmm. Are you kind of glad that you were forced to do both? Did you find that you enjoyed the biomedical aspect a lot more than you had originally thought you would? Um, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah, some of my favourite subjects were um, the ones towards the end. I did a, a medical imaging and a medical device um, course and they're just so interesting because it basically takes all the basics that you learn in um, early electrical um, courses and applies them to the medical field and you get to see how a lot of really cool things um, things work like MRI machines and x-rays yeah, and so cool. heart rate monitors and all these cool pieces of technology that yeah, maybe wow. you don't really think about but um, yeah there's a lot of, of physics and math that goes behind how they're designed and how they work so it's really cool to learn that sort of thing. So cool. Would you ever want to go into development of those sorts of things? Um, yeah, definitely. That's something I'd be open to. There's not a whole lot um, of companies that do that um, in th- in this part of the world, actually. Yeah. So Australia's not a big one for that, but there's certainly a few companies in Australia that work in that field. And yeah, I'd be open to, to joining an R&D sort of position um, in the future at some point. Yeah. It really is so fascinating. And Jess, my older sister, is also very interested in those sorts of fields. And you're right, you don't realize how complex and how much maths and science is in it and how much the medical and the science and the maths fields can overlap. But it's really fascinating when you look at it that way. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot um, a lot you don't see on face value for a lot of these different machines and things, but there's so much behind it all. Oh, so cool. So back to the actual course and studying and uni experience. I know you said the first year was maybe a bit of a struggle, but as a whole, did you find the course quite demanding and difficult or you could kind of manage it? Um, yeah, honestly, the, there's a lot of courses in an electrical engineering degree that are, are very demanding of, of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, electrical engineering has a lot of um, software and coding courses and that wasn't my strength at all I didn't I didn't learn any of the basics of that in high school so I came into uni uh, with no knowledge (laughs) of any programming language and and, yeah I had to learn pretty quickly um, how to think in that way Mm. and that was a real challenge for me so I found a lot of my software courses very very time um, demanding and and really challenging. So they're the ones I struggled with the most, but um, there was a lot of courses that came a bit more naturally. So like um, my my biomedical um, electives had lots of biology involved and um, I obviously did biology in high school, so they were a bit easier and it, I guess it gave me more time to work on the ones that I struggled yeah, with. That's good. But, um, yeah, an engineering degree does take up a bit of your time, so you have to be prepared to manage your time well and, um, yeah, work pretty hard at it, along with a lot of other types of degrees at uni as well. But I have definitely heard that the engineering ones are quite demanding. But on terms of the programming and things like that, again, if you could go back and learn that or give yourself the basics earlier, what kind of steps would you take to set yourself up for it to be easier in university yeah so a lot of high schools offer um 
a subject that will sort of start you off in programming and mm-hmm. often you'll learn maybe a bit of Python, which is a yes, one language. Yeah. yeah. So if I had the opportunity to do that in high school, they didn't offer it at my school at the time, but I definitely would have done it um, as a subject at school if I, if I could have. Um, and then I guess if I had the knowledge, if I knew before going to uni that it would be something pretty important, I think I would have um, just tried to learn a bit in my own time even because yeah. there's lots of resources online um, for teaching yourself um, a programming language. Yeah. And, yeah, even just to know the basics before I went into uni I think would have been would have been pretty helpful. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how, how it went in the end. Yeah. I, I had to work pretty hard at it, but, yeah, yeah it was good. Crazy. I definitely think that's good advice because – not that many people do do those degrees in high school and maybe don't realize how big of a component it is in the course. And if they have some time over the uni holidays beforehand to learn the basics, Mm. I feel like that'll make their whole world a little bit easier. So that's a good point to make, good to pick up. And then can you talk us through at what stage in the degree did you start to do kind of internships and more practical applications of what you were learning and get to apply it in the real world and in job spaces? Yeah, so um, my degree was a four-year degree. I turned it into four and a half years because mm-hmm. I, um, towards the end, uh, I took fewer um, courses at once. Yeah. But so after the third year, I, I did my first internship. So um, in order to graduate, you actually, in my degree, you needed um, three months of a engineering mm-hmm. or engineering type work. Mm-hmm. So I, I did an, an internship um, with a defense engineering um, company in Sydney. So I was there for three months um, working with them. That was pretty fun to be able to do it somewhere that I had never really spent yeah. much time before. I think I'd been to Sydney once for maybe a couple of days <laughs> and then I ended up moving there for, for three whole months, which was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and I had, uh, yeah, made a lot of friends and did a lot of things outside of work that I really enjoyed down there. Yeah. So then 12 months after that, after my fourth year, I went um, back to Sydney for another internship with a different company, um, Cochlear. They're a medical engineering sort of company. They, they do a lot um, in the field of hearing devices. So I worked with them for three months and, yeah, really, really enjoyed that work and time in Sydney as well. So I had two pretty good experiences and I think that helped set me up. Uh, I knew what I was looking for um, in a job when I graduated. So that gave me a good idea of, the sort of things to look out for, um, yeah, and how to make a decision on where to work. So you had said you had to do a three-month internship the first time, but was the yeah. second one just your own choice to gain a little bit more experience? Yeah, I, I knew that I'd ticked the box um, yeah. with the first internship, but I ended up extending my degree and I sort of went, well, what am I going to do in these <laughs> um, uni holidays before I have my last semester of uni? Let's, you know, let's make good use of it. I might do another internship learn a bit more, earn a bit of money because I managed to find a paid internship. Oh, so yeah. there was a lot of pros and I also got to visit my friends in Sydney again. And um, oh, yeah, yeah there, was a, there was a lot of pros to it. So I'm really glad that I did a second internship. That's I think um, a piece of advice I would, I would give to another uni student who has to do um, internships or, mm. or placements like that, I'd say um, do as many as you can because yeah. there's really no negatives um, to having more experience. And I'd also say do it as early as you can. So I waited yeah. until after third year, but I know a lot of my friends did internships um, during third year or after second year even. And yeah, I think you can't really 
you can't really do it too early. I know a lot of places might not hire first years, but I think, yeah, after second year, definitely apply for things and just see what's out there because, um, yeah, the more experience and the earlier you can get it, it will really help inform your decisions on, on where to work and what you're interested in. No, that's super helpful. And so you think after those two years, you would know enough to be helpful and to kind of have your footing in a company or again, it's kind of just, you learn on the fly, get thrown in the deep end, but it's worth it. Yeah. There'd definitely be a lot of thrown in the deep end sort of thing. And if, if you, if your employer knows that you, you know, you've only done two years of uni, they're going to take that into consideration and they'll give you tasks that they think you can handle and manage. And hopefully they'll support you through that. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're an engineer going for an engineering placement, you're probably going to be hired by an engineer and he knows (laughs) or she knows, you know, what it's like to be a second year uni student. So they're not going to they're not going to throw you that far in the deep end. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a good learning experience. Well, they will, but they'll give you floaties as well or something. Yeah, they'll, they'll give you a little bit of, of support, some guidance, some floaties. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Um, and how about the application process for internships and how do you go about finding where ones are av- available in that whole process? Um, yeah, so uni offers a lot of support. So you can yeah. talk to um, people at uni. They're, they're there to help you and they know that you need to do this to, to graduate. So yeah. they'll help you find an internship or a placement. Um, for different degrees, your uni will actually set it up for you. But for engineering at UQ, um, you had to apply and, and find somewhere yourself, but they do help. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a lot of um, online searching. So mm. I knew that Cochlear offered a program and so I applied to that. Um, yeah, and there's a few stages in, in an application process. So I'd say take your time and, um, yeah, really yeah, work hard at answering the questions and the different yeah. stages of the application um, because for a lot of these positions, there's a lot, a lot of applicants. So you mm-hmm. have to, um, yeah, you have to somehow stand out. Um, so it, it's challenging, but um, my method was apply to a lot of things and, and just see who you hear back from. Yeah. That's fair. I feel like that's a good method. And a lot, how many of the internships offer jobs afterwards or things like that? Yeah, actually quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends who um, maybe did an internship after third year and then kept working there during their last year of uni, maybe like one or two days mm-hmm. a week. Um, they stayed there and then they had a guaranteed role after they graduated. So um, that's pretty, well, I wouldn't say it's it's uncommon at all for, for someone to end up working mm-hmm at the place they did their internship, which is pretty cool because you sort of get a, a, you know, a a little bit of a taste of the workplace and then you can decide whether you want to stick around or look for something a bit different. Um, that didn't happen for me. That wasn't the case, but I think the experience I got in my internship, um, it, it helped me get the job I have currently. So, um, whether or not you end up at that company, isn't the most important thing, but the experience I think is pretty important in helping you get a role somewhere else. Yeah. Love it. That's cool. So back to uni, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on in those four and a half years? Anything people need to know or should be aware of, or do you just now want to talk about your process of getting a job? Uh, the last thing I'd say, hmm. um, uni related, one thing that I, I would really recommend is making good good friendships at uni, um, whether that's people in your degree or just, you know, maybe join a, a club and, and meet people that way because um, I know friendships is, is what got me through a lot of a lot of the hard semesters. You know, I had I had really good friends in my degree who were doing the same assignments as me and yeah. and we got to talk about that and, and struggle through it together. So it's really good to have supportive friends. Um, and I'm still friends with them 
after uni now. So that's pretty cool as well. So yeah, go to uni, make friends and um, yeah, it'll, it'll be a lot more fun. Love it. Very cool. So you finished your f- degree. Well, actually, you probably started applying for jobs before you finished. Did you? Mm-hmm. And again, how did yeah. you go about that? What was kind of your criteria for jobs that you did want to have? Yeah, so I studied uh, electrical and biomedical. So I knew mm-hmm. that I could um, I could aim for jobs in the biomedical field or I had the option of just um, working in electrical engineering. And there's a lot of different roles uh, in the electrical engineering field. So I had, um, I was pretty, pretty blessed in that I had a lot of options. So I applied for a lot of jobs that were straight electrical jobs. I applied for a few that were biomedical since there's, Mm -hmm. um, there's a bit less of them around, but I knew that, uh, if I could, I wanted to have my first job straight out of uni in the biomedical field so that I could um, really get a feel for that and see if it was something that I wanted to do long-term. And I was fortunate enough to get a job with a company called Alum, um, which I talked about briefly at the start, mm-hmm. but we do um, sort of rapid disease diagnostic tests. So, uh, yeah, it's it's, in a little, it's a little electrical device that basically um, tells if you're positive or negative for particular diseases. So it's electrical and it's biomedical, so it's kind of the perfect, um, perfect role for me straight out of uni. So I'm very fortunate to have got this job. That's cool. And again, even when you started that job, did you feel like you were thrown into the deep end a little bit or you kind of knew enough to find your footing pretty quickly? Yeah, uh, you definitely do get thrown in the deep end because um, uni can't teach you everything for <laughs> for your job. So I think what I'd say is uni or an, maybe particularly an engineering degree teaches you a lot of problem solving and okay. uh, research skills and it teaches you how to learn. Yeah. So that when you get into a job and you are thrown into the deep end and you have to learn on your feet, you've sort of been equipped to do that for the last four or so years. You've been um, learning how to how to do that. So I guess I'd say probably 50% of what I learned at uni, I'm able to use in maybe small amounts or big amounts at work. Yeah. But there's a lot of what I learned at uni that isn't going to apply to probably anything that I do in my career. And there's a lot of stuff at work that I've had to just teach myself or have been taught, you know, as I go sort of thing. But, um, yeah, uni does set you up for the job, but it doesn't teach you everything you need to know. Which feels a lot like school (laughs) to a degree. I'm like, why am I learning this? But it definitely does. Like what you said, teaches you how to learn and things like that. But on that, and I don't know if you'll know, but do you think your friends from the degree that have gotten different jobs use different aspects of what you learned at university yeah definitely definitely I have um friends who've gone into all sorts of different um electrical engineering fields and it's it's funny because I've talked to them about the sort of jobs that they do at their work and I go oh that's kind of like this course that we took uh, whereas you know I'm doing a bit of this and that's a bit more like this sort of course that I took so we all learned the exact same things at uni but now we're all using you know different aspects of the same degree and it's cool for me just to learn about the work that they do because you know it's, it's it's interesting and it's slightly different to what I'm doing and it's just cool to keep up and, and, and learn as they learn about different things as well. I love how much you're just genuinely passionate about it and I can tell just <laughs> from hearing you talk about wanting to know what your friends are doing or interested in all the different degrees. I feel like that's how you know you're in the right degree for you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's cool. So just on a day-to-day average day in your job, what does that kind of look like? 
What do you do from when you get there to leave? Is it a lot of programming or meetings or I don't know, but just could you talk us through your average day in a life? Yeah, so I'll, um, at the moment I'm riding my bike to and from work, Ooh. so that's a pretty cool start to the day. So I'll, uh, if it's not raining, I'll ride in, <laughs> have a shower, get ready for work. And um, usually the start of the day is um, maybe a few meetings, depending on what day of the week it is. And then, you know, answering emails and doing that sort of stuff to, to get your day started. And then um, a lot of my work at the moment or for the last few months has been um, – programming so i've been doing um a lot of just work on, on a laptop programming and then testing um things for a particular project so yeah i guess a lot of my work is at my desk doing that but then another aspect is i get called in if something goes wrong uh, with the the quality team so if they run into an issue and they need an engineer to look at something i'll go into the lab and, and check out what's going on there so that's a pretty fun part of the day because yeah. it involves a lot of problem solving and That's I really cool. enjoy that. So, um, so yeah, sometimes I'll be moving around um, in different labs or in um, the manufacturing area, um, just helping fix things or solve different problems with that. But, yeah, most of my work is uh, working on my own projects, so doing programming. And then I guess one thing they don't talk about at uni is the amount of documentation that an engineer has to actually write. So Fun. for every, everything that you design, you have to write like 10 documents to go along with it. So Christ. there's a lot of um, writing and reviewing yeah. of documentation as well. So that takes up a bit of time too. Do you think it the job is more stagnant than what you realise? More time at your desk and typing and writing and emails and meetings than what you had thought it would be? Yeah, um, definitely, because you don't really think about that in uni. You're given yeah. a task and you just work on the task, whereas yeah. in, in a workplace you're given a task and you have to, you know, talk to different um, stakeholders, whether they be um, at your work or outside, and yeah. you need to get different opinions on different things, so you set up meetings and discuss things. And then um, medical engineering particularly has just a lot of um, regulation around it, so there's a lot of documentation that goes along with medical engineering. Um, and I didn't really foresee that. So I've, I've had to learn, learn, um, that things can move a lot slower because you have to write documents, you have to get them reviewed and approved. And then finally you're able to release something. So yeah, it, it can be a slow process, but you can also understand why it's so important to, um, to do all those steps. Sure. And do you think if someone didn't want that aspect of the job as much and did want something more hands-on, is there another field that they could go into where that might be possible or you think that that's going to be pretty common across all engineering fields? Um, no, there's certainly um, less less of that documentation or, or sort of slower stuff in different fields. So if you want to work in in um, medical engineering, though, you're going to end up writing a lot of documents. Yeah. But um, perhaps in R&D, if you're doing research and development for things, mm-hmm. Um, because you're not actually producing a saleable product, you're just more um, designing something brand new. Um, that can be very hands-on at times, and I, I've seen bits of that from different friends. But, yeah, um, yeah if you're working on a, on a product, um, there's not a whole lot of research and development, so it's, it's a bit less hands-on. Yeah, it makes sense. It's good to know that distinction, though, and um, for people who know themselves, whether they prefer writing and or developing, yeah. it's good to kind of realise that before you go into it, I feel. Yeah, definitely. And so what do you find is the most rewarding part about your job? Um, 
That's a tough question because I enjoy it. Yeah. A lot of different aspects. Um, I think it, it's rewarding when I get to work on something with someone and we mm. we run into problems, but we can sort of bounce ideas off each other and figure things out. Uh, and it's always rewarding when, when you're able to problem solve with someone mm. and, um, yeah, see a result afterwards. So I enjoy... I enjoy running into problems and then figuring them out. I think that's something that I that's would say. That's really cool. And I feel like you would have I've answered, you probably answered this question or I can guess what your answer might be. But what do you think is the most important quality for an engineer to have? Um, I would say problem solving. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, 10 yeah. points to me. <laughs> but not going to lie, t- teamwork is, is not far behind Ooh. that. Um, yeah, so problem solving and teamwork are very important. And if you don't learn anything at uni but you only learn those two things, so you're doing okay. That's cool. Yeah, I think employers nowadays are looking for someone who's good at communicating and good at working in a team, so those are pretty important skills to have. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then on the flip side of what we were talking about before, what is the most challenging part about your job or the thing that you dislike the most? Um, I think the most challenging part is when you've worked on something for a while and then you're ready to release it or it's nearly done and then you know you get news that oh no something has to change like yeah. this this part of the project has has changed and that means that your thing has to change and sometimes it can be hard to keep up with when the target is is a moving target mm. and that can be frustrating a little bit sometimes but um, it's just the way it is because you know you're only you're only in charge of your small bit and um others around you might have to change and and that means your thing has to change so you just have to sort of be a bit flexible um yeah I think being flexible is pretty important so flexible problem solving and teamwork and you're good to go yeah yeah that's it that's cool and this is kind of random but I find it interesting to talk about in a lot of different fields but have you noticed any gender discrepancies in your field or felt like as a female that you've had maybe less chances or being treated differently. And this can be either at university or in your job. Has the world moved on from that a little bit more now? Excuse me. Yeah, I think I'm pretty lucky in that maybe 10 years ago, um, there would have been even less um, girls studying engineering and, mm-hmm. and female engineers. Um, but yeah, even when I was at uni, you can definitely see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, at my graduation ceremony, I think it was like, 90 or maybe 80 or 90% males. Mm. So, um, yeah, there is a discrepancy. There's less females doing engineering, but, um, yeah, there's no real reason for there to be less. I think um, if girls are interested in maths and science and want to do problem-solving type degrees, engineering is, is a great one to do, and I'd love to see more girls um, studying it. Um, but, yeah, even in the workplace, yeah, there, there's, there's going to be less female engineers, um, but... I think there has been a shift in recent years and employers are trying to, um, yeah, trying to reverse that. Mm. And, yeah, it's exciting to see. I'm part of a team that has multiple girls in it and that's that's pretty cool. And um, I'd say that at work we all get treated, um, you know, very equally and it's a a nice uh, environment to be working in. And... Um, yeah, that, like I said, there's no real reason for, for girls to not um, mm-hmm. be interested or, or look at engineering as a, as a um, career. 
Well, I think you definitely would have sold people. If I liked maths and science, you would have sold me, but I, I don't I don't think you had any chance to begin with. <laughs> no, yeah. but I definitely see that shift and that focus and that push in schools as well. And I think that that'll begin to trickle through more to the universities. And so then is there anything else that you wanted to say about engineering or your job or things that you felt you wish you knew before you started? This is your chance to touch on anything that I haven't asked about. Um, I'd say if, if you start a, if you start an engineering degree at uni, don't be worried if you, um, sort of change your mind about what major you want to be interested in, mm-hmm. because I had a lot of friends who maybe started in, um, mechatronics or something and then decided, oh, electrical is better or mechanical is better. So there's a lot of options in the engineering field. So if you're interested in maths and science, try out, you know, a semester at uni and then decide what major you want to pick after that i'd say don't be locked into anything um too soon and also um yeah don't be locked into any job either so um or or field of engineering there's engineering is so broad there's so many different options so um try lots of things at uni and, and do lots of internships and then uh let that help you decide what you're interested in and where you want to work and that sort of thing amazing love that Sure, there's someone out there who is stressing over that exact thing right now, their major, and that'll be comforting to them. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. And then I always ask to conclude, if you could go back and give your 15-year-old self or the version of you that's just about to graduate high school one piece of advice, what would it be? I'd say um, don't stress so much about the academic side of things. In, enjoy enjoy school and enjoy uni and do things outside of school and uni and, um, yeah, let the academic things just sort of happen as, as they do, but don't let it be your main focus. There's more important things as well. Um, yeah, I think balance, but as you said, balance is very hard. <laughs> yes, but amen to that. I agree. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for your time and for sharing everything today. I loved chatting as always, but I'm sure a lot of other people will as well. I have some friends that I know want to go into engineering. So I was definitely thinking of them throughout this episode and they'll think you're the coolest person ever. But (laughs) thank you for sharing and coming on. Awesome. Thanks for all the questions. It It was a lot of fun. I'm glad. And that concludes this week's little interview. I hope, as I said at the start, that it really did answer some of your questions, helped you work out, yes, engineering is definitely for me and now you can have confidence as you go into that Or maybe it even helped you realize that engineering isn't for you. And that's kind of just as helpful and useful too. Um, So uh, yeah, I hope you're one step closer to knowing what you want to do in your future. If you're an engineer, I hope you feel just that little bit more prepared mentally. And like, you know, what's ahead of you a little bit more. I think it helps a lot to just kind of have some sort of insight into what the next few years of study and then internships and applying for jobs and things will look like. So I really hope that helped. Thank you so much to Hannah. And I don't really have much else to say. I feel like that's kind of it for today. I hope you all have a fabulous week and that in some way you can get one step closer this week to knowing where you want to go and what you want to do. And see the no's, see no's, whether you're applying for an opportunity and you get rejected or you hear a no, see that just as one step closer to knowing what your yes is going to be. So I hope that's encouraging for you today. If you did enjoy it, you should definitely follow along at goodluck underscore charliepot on Instagram. You can specify and ask questions to our guests. You can ask for 
different professions or careers that you want interviewed, but it's also just an encouraging little community to be a part of. We share what we learn all the time and it's just encouraging. So if you are interested, I would definitely love to see you along there. But otherwise, I will stop talking your ear off for the day. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. You are an amazing human being and I can't wait to see all that you do in your own little corner of the world with the own little people that surround you. So that is all. Yes, have a great day and good luck, Charlie. Bye, you guys. Good luck, Charlie. Bubba doobie doobie.